Want to hear all about Jess's recent trip to Japan? She scored business class flights that would have cost her over $20,000 for just $1,000 in taxes and fees. And she got nine nights at Luxury Hyatt Hotels for less than $300. Listen up as she shares exactly how she did it and how you can do it too. Welcome to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars of travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, Maldives, Japan, and so much more. And the best part, we each still have 800 plus credit scores. Imagine being able to take the vacation of your dreams for nearly free. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. Jess just returned from a 10-day trip to Japan. Jess, we want to hear all about how you got there, where you stayed. I know a lot of people are super interested in Japan. So first, tell us, though, about your flights. How did you, how did you get there? Okay, so I went on this trip with both of my stepdaughters, Ella and Olivia. So Ella has graduated college. She works remotely, and so she's not bound by any sort of school schedule And Olivia's in college, but they don't go back until the end of January. And so when this deal popped up, I was like, hey, we should take a girl's trip to Japan. And they were both fully on board. And so Ella lives in Chicago and Olivia was in Chicago home from college. And so the deal that popped up, one of the departing airports was O'Hare. So I said, I will fly to O'Hare, meet you at O'Hare, and then we will fly from O'Hare to Tokyo. So I, this is a little bit, this started out dramatic. Luckily, it, luckily the drama ended and everything was fine. But so our flight was leaving on a Tuesday morning and I was supposed to fly to Chicago Monday night. I thought I was golden. I was like, I'm going to fly in Monday night. I'm going to stay at the Hyatt Regency by the airport leave Tuesday morning. It's going to be great. Well, Mother Nature had other plans and the weather was looking dicey both in Houston and in Chicago. So I frantically texted Alex and was like, I think this was on Sunday. I was like, I think I need to fly to Chicago tonight. I haven't even started. I hadn't even started packing yet at that point for my 10 day trip to Japan. Well, that's the thing. It's not like you're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, California for the weekend you're going on a bucket list trip to Japan so you kind of want to like have what you want yeah so I I had booked the flight originally on American Airlines using British Airways Avios fortunately I was able to cancel that flight and get the points redeposited into my account I ended up booking a flight on United for Sunday night I paid cash for it because I think it was around $250 and then I had around $50 in my United Travel Bank from American Express cards. And so I was like $200 out of pocket is worth it for the peace of mind of getting to Chicago and not thwarting this entire trip because I can't get there. So I booked or that. just with- dealing from the stress. Like maybe you would have got there the next day, but the stress that you would have been under if, you know, your flight keeps getting delayed, like would have been not worth your mental sanity either. You know, I'm so shocked that when you said that, Jess, because it was like, wait, she lives in Houston. It's never bad weather. You know, I mean, you live 
I just did, I'm thinking of winter weather and snow and all that stuff. So I was so surprised because I've had that happen to me a couple of times and there it is nerve wracking. In fact, there's a couple of times, that's why I like to go the night before. I mean, and you had that contingency, you planned that and that still didn't even, wasn't necessarily going to work. And even a couple of times because of an award flight, I really want to make sure I get there without any troubles. I'll book a backup Southwest flight that I can cancel like 10 minutes before you're supposed to board it that leaves a little bit later just so that I know that I have a flight to get where I'm going to. So I felt your pain and your anxiety. That is that is a, a rough one. Yeah. So this was around 2 p.m. I changed my flights and I had to be at the airport at 6. And so I had four hours to shower <laughs> pack my bag, get all my ducks in a row. Like I'm book another hotel night. <laughs> I had to book. Yeah. Luckily. So I had my other night booked at the Regency O'Hare and there was availability for Sunday night. So I just tacked on another night that was 6,500 points. And so, you know, 13,000 Hyatt points for both nights, $0. I was like, thank goodness for points and miles that, yeah. I mean, it's stressful, but it's less stressful when you're not having to like figure out how you're going to pay for all of this out of pocket. And so I got there, my flight left on time at six, I got to the Hyatt, um, slept there. And then I was golden, you know, the next day we got out of Chicago fine. Whatever happened, did you like follow your flight that was supposed, the original flight? Yes. Cause I'm, did it, yes, did it make I'm it? like, it made it, but it was, six hours delayed oh yeah you would have been I would have been panicking and the other thing is it didn't like I wouldn't have gotten to the Hyatt until probably 1 or 2 a.m oh yeah and then I have to leave I have to be at the airport at 7 30 the next morning you know it would have just I would have been a mess so I was very not thankful. how you want to start off your 10-day trip to Japan no. would have been getting to the hotel at 2 a.m and then waking up back at the airport at 7 30 and then you know all day traveling no I would have been a mess so I was very thankful that I did what I did so then um Ella and Olivia actually came and stayed at the Hyatt with me that Monday night so that we could all go to the airport together on Tuesday so we the way I booked this flight is I had all three of us in business class uh we were on Japan Airlines so there's a direct flight on Japan Airlines from Chicago to Tokyo we booked it for 75,000 miles each via Cathay Pacific. So it was on a Japan Airlines plane, but Japan Airlines and Cathay Pacific are both in the One World Alliance. So I was able to book through Cathay Pacific Asia miles. That route has since been devalued and will now cost 89,000 miles, which is very unfortunate. But I feel like 89,000 miles is still in the realm of like pretty good for such a long flight in business yeah, class. Especially direct, you know, there. Yeah. That's amazing. So I would not hesitate to book that flight again for 89,000 miles. What point did you transfer Amex to Cathay Pacific? Yeah. So I transferred Amex and Capital One. I had to kind of scrounge all my miles together. So I transferred Amex and Capital One. City also transfers to Cathay Pacific. So it's a nice one because you have three options when it comes to the banks. 
So all in for the three of us, it was 225,000 Asia miles. And then the taxes were a little high. They were around $348 each. But the cash price of this flight would have been like $10,000 each. So um, the fact that, you know, I was paying $350 for a 14-hour flight is pretty good. And then coming home, all right, so I only had enough miles for me to fly business class coming home. Um, so I flew. You're still the, you're still the stepmother of the year. I mean, I know. I felt- to, it's like, it's so amazing that, you know, that you used all your points and miles for this. I just, you know, kudos to Jess. Well, it's funny because I texted them and I said, I want to take us to Japan, but I only have enough miles for you to fly one way in business class with me. And they were like, we don't care. We just want to go to Japan. Like we'll fly economy both ways. And I said, no, I want, we were celebrating Olivia's 20th birthday. And I was like, no, I want you to fly with me in business class one way, but coming home, you're not going to be able to. So, um, so I flew the exact same route in reverse Japan airlines from Tokyo to Chicago, This one I booked through American Airlines. This is a steal of a deal. If you have American Airlines miles, 60,000 American Airlines miles from Tokyo to Chicago and $47 in taxes. Like, that is crazy. That's crazy. It is a lot harder to accumulate American miles than it is to accumulate something like Cafe Pacific Asia miles because none of the banks transfer to American I got those miles from opening um, the Barclays American Airlines business card. So I had a stash of American miles, and this is a fantastic use for those. But I know for a lot of people, it's hard to rack up AA miles. Ella and Olivia flew United Economy. It was only 35,000 miles um, each. That's amazing, too. Yeah. So so on a different flight. They were on a different flight. Their flight left a little bit. It was actually nice for them because their flight didn't leave until I think 5 or 6 p.m. So they had basically an entire day in Tokyo, whereas I had to leave at 10 a.m. that morning. So, um, but yeah, so they were united economy, 70,000 miles total for both of them direct from Tokyo to Chicago. And same thing, $47 in taxes each. And then during check-in, I paid... I think it was around $100 to upgrade them to Economy Plus. <laughs> oh, nice. Because <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, I'm just going to give you some extra leg room on your 12-hour flight. Um, and through the night. Yeah, through the – they're like overnight. But they they were like, it doesn't matter. Like we we fly Economy all they're the time. Young. It's fine. <laughs> um, so that is how we got to and from Tokyo. Then – once we arrived, okay, the other thing I forgot to mention is our flight to Tokyo was empty. I sent Alex and Pam a video of this, but we were three of five people in business class. So I was filming all sorts of reels. I was dancing down the aisle. I mean, it was a content gold mine because nobody else was on this flight. And side note, I'm going to have. By the time this comes out, it will probably be already be posted. I wrote a very detailed blog post about 
my Japan Airlines business class review. So I don't want to go too into detail because I have a lot more to cover in this episode. But TLDR is that I loved it. Would totally fly Japan Airlines again. The seat was like a little bit more dated than some of the business class uh, products that I have flown, but the service was amazing. It was still comfortable, plenty of room. I mean, it's business class. Every seat has direct aisle access, which is really nice if you are traveling alone or like there's an odd number of us. And so Ella and Olivia were next to each other, but I was by myself. I didn't have anyone sitting next to me because there was no one on this flight. But if I had had someone sitting next to me, it was nice to have direct aisle access. Did you say TLDR? What the heck is that? Too long didn't read. Like the short version. The short version of something. Okay. (laughs) You're helping a lot of people out though, mom. Other people are probably feeling it. You know what? I was I saw your wheels turning and I was Did thinking you see my face. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we'll we'll break that down for her later. Like I'm, what language I, is Jess speaking right now? <laughs> was that something you learned in Japan? Like I'm trying to go, the download TDL. But <laughs> okay. Well, for those of us, those of you that are listening, I've cleared that up that are older like me. So yes, would totally fly Japan Airlines again. So we land in Tokyo. The biggest thing I was worried about going into this trip was how we were going to get around because I don't speak Japanese. I don't I can't read Japanese. And so I was worried that we when it came to taking public transportation, we were going to get on the wrong train or get on the wrong bus or not know where we where we were going. It turns out that it is so much easier and I had just like built it up in my head and it was so easy. So we flew into Haneda Airport. That is the one. The initials are HND. And that's definitely closer to the center of Tokyo. So if you have a choice, I know you don't always have a choice. If you have a choice, I recommend flying into that one. Yeah, I flew into Narita and it was definitely longer. And that's how we flew out to. And yeah, I would definitely go with the one that you did if you have a choice. Yeah. And so I was able, if you follow us on Instagram, I saved highlights for Tokyo and Kyoto. In my Tokyo highlight, I kind of go more in depth about how the public transportation works and the best way to set up your card. Like I basically added it to my Apple Watch and just scanned my Apple Watch everywhere. Ella and Olivia scanned their iPhones everywhere. So we never had any sort of paper ticket or plastic ticket or anything like that. It's really, really easy with technology now. Um, So yeah, I was worried for nothing, basically. We stayed four nights at the Andaz Tokyo. Amazing location. It's actually the trains run underneath the Andaz. And so getting to and from the train, you basically don't have to even leave the underground tunnel system. And so super convenient uh, location-wise. It is a Category 7 Hyatt. And so standard award nights are 30,000 Hyatt points a night. All four of our nights were off-peak, which jackpot. So lucky. (laughs) So lucky. Yeah. January is a little bit of obviously an off-peak time to go to Japan. The huge, really popular time is in the spring 
end of March, early April, when the cherry, the Sakura season, the cherry blossoms are in bloom. So January is a little bit off peak. Um, so yeah, we were able to get all four nights for a hundred thousand Hyatt points and zero dollars. And then the Andaz is also one of very few hotels that I found that take points and also allow three people in a standard room. So I only had to book one room for the three of us. I booked it as three adults. I booked a two twin room and then they added a rollaway bed. So plenty of room for all three of us. The views were amazing. The Andaz takes up the 48th to the 52nd floor of the building that it's in. And so the views are amazing from from the rooms. They're amazing from the breakfast restaurant. They're amazing. They have a rooftop bar and lounge. We went there. Amazing from there. You know, when I, cause I stayed there also, and I feel like when I'm looking back, it's like, I go, that's right. It was an Ondas. And I mean, I like Ondas. I think Ondas are great, but that hotel to me seemed like a Park Hyatt caliber hotel. I mean, it's, gorgeous the views of tokyo of the uh tokyo tower crazy amazing the they give you treats and we all know i appreciate a treat in a hotel room and the pajamas that they have there the cutest pajamas just has some um video she took uh some reels with them on and they are just so adorable just and, and it's, they're big by um, most comparisons of most hotels, probably they're, they're really large rooms and large bathrooms. It was, it was, it's a great place to stay. I 100% agree with you. I brought the pajamas home with me. I was like, I can't. Yeah. yeah well, you have to pay for them, but oh, I was okay. like, I don't care. I'm paying for them. Um, what did they cost? Cause they were so cute. I don't know. I just said bill it to my room. Okay. So I don't know what they, I guess You're I, like, go, I don't want to know how much. Those I guess cost. I should go check my bill, but Ignorant. I paid zero dollars for the room. So yeah. whatever it is, it is. Um, but yeah. And the other thing is there's a few, there's at least two or three different observation decks that you can go to in Tokyo. Like there's the Tokyo sky tree. There's at least one or two more. I had no desire to go to one of those because I was like, why am I going to buy a ticket stand in a huge line of tourists who want to go up in this observation deck when I have these views from my room. <laughs> and so smart girl, smart um, girl. Cause I did pay and it wasn't worth it. So <laughs> after those views in the Onda, so maybe. yeah. So the nice thing too, obviously we had breakfast every morning at their restaurant, the tavern, and that was covered via my globalist benefits. And it was really nice because they covered all three of us, some hotels like the Park Hyatt Kyoto that I'll get to shortly will not cover three adults since the benefit is technically for two adults and two children. The Andas covered all three of us, which was great. The breakfast was delicious. It was you could order anything you wanted off the menu. And there was also an extensive buffet. And so we did not go hungry at all. Um, but the other nice thing is that every night from six to eight, they have sort of a social hour in the lobby area. And this is open to all guests. So you do not have to have any sort of status with Hyatt as long as you're staying there. And they have wine and beer and heavy appetizers. Like our first night that we arrived in Tokyo, we got to the hotel around 3.30 and we are just wiped, exhausted. 
So we just went to the we went to the happy hour at six and just filled up on snacks and wine and went to bed. So um, that's really nice. And then in the mornings, they do in that same area near the lobby, they have pastries like they had a couple of different types of muffins, water, fruit, like bananas and apples and oranges out for anyone also. And so obviously it's not a huge substantial breakfast, but if you don't if you're not a huge breakfast eater or if you have kids or if you just want to grab a snack, like that's also free for any guest. And so it's kind of like a little free continental breakfast thrown in there. Just you had a massage there too, didn't you? Because I, I did. talked to you about that. Is that massage room amazing? The views when you look out there in the massage room are just surreal. It's amazing. Yes. Like the nicest view from a massage room that I've ever had. So um, highly in their spa, like even they have like a pool and then they have a hot a jacuzzi and they have a jacuzzi with like carbonated water. That was really cool. That's all free to guests too. So I highly recommend checking out their spa and pool area if you visit because um, it is pretty incredible. And it's also on the 40 something floor. And so the views from there are really amazing too. So 100% would stay at the Andas again. If and when I go back to Tokyo, I am definitely staying at the Andas. No question. No desire to try another hotel. Like that is it. Can I, I just want to quickly say though, if someone does wants to stay somewhere that has that's fewer points, and I know I covered this in another podcast, Hyatt centric, a fewer points, super, super cute. I mean, it is adorable. It's cute. This is lavish. And the Hyatt-centric is also in the Ginza area. And I really, really liked that area when we walked around it. And so I totally agree that I could definitely see that being a a great place to stay. As far as things we did in Tokyo, I'm going to just highlight a few of them. So we did Team Lab Planets, which I highly, highly recommend. You do need to make a reservation at least two to three weeks in advance. I made ours three weeks in advance. And it is basically, I want to describe it as like a walk through art exhibit. That's what it feels like. And it, like a, it's an like immersion, you like interactive, right? Yeah, it's like an immersion. It's like an yeah. art immersion experience. And so I wish I had known about it. I heard it's incredible. Yeah. It's, so there's all these different rooms and I do want to say you should wear pants because some of the rooms have mirrors on the floor. So if you're wearing a skirt or a dress, that's not going to be the greatest idea. And they also should be pants that you can roll up because you do walk through water. So, you know, you don't want to be wearing like skinny jeans to this exhibit. Um, So yeah, pants you can roll up. Kids, it would be great for kids. Like we all loved it, but there were tons of kids there. Molly would have loved it if she were with us. So I feel like it's a great experience for any age. We also went to the Sushigi, Sukiji. I'm going to mispronounce everything in this episode. Okay. Sukiji Outer Market. And Pam, I think you went there also. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really neat. I was hoping you were going to say, actually, just this is how it's <laughs> pronounced. So... We went there for lunch after we left Team Lab Planets. It's an outdoor market. 
it does get very crowded, but I feel like that just adds to the ambiance of it. And so it's basically just a bunch of stalls of food, um, sweet stuff, savory stuff, pretty much anything you can think of. We waited. I had read, if you see a line somewhere, then you know it's good. And so we found a line at a sushi stand and I was like, let's get in line. This has got to be good. And it was very, very good. So Jess, you are fine with um, just the raw fish, aren't you? Because you love sushi. See, I like sushi, but I'm picky. I like the cook the tempura shrimp in it and stuff. And I am always, I watch what Jess eats on her trips and I am always so amazed and I'm so jealous that I'm not that adventurous eater because she eats some things that I would never try, but I wish I could get past and do it. So that's, I'm, okay, that's part, of, part of my travel experience. I will share something with you that Ella tried that I was horrified by and that I, oh my gosh, we went to this, we went to this place for dinner one night. I didn't even share this in stories. We went to this place for dinner one night and they brought out this drink and it was a jar, like a big jar of alcohol with a dead snake in it. <gasps> oh, and Ella drank it. <laughs> and the guy said that the snake had been dead for five years. Oh, that's amazing. So did they just keep No, I can't they even. just keep putting the <laughs> I mean, I know y'all don't drink to begin with, so you would never try that. But I was... I was like, are you really going to try that? And then she did. And she was like, oh, it tastes pretty good. It, when you when you tip it up, does the snake doesn't slip out or anything? So they like it's it's a big jar and they put a ladle in it and kind of just like scoop the alcohol out and pour it into a glass. Oh, OK, so you're not like drinking from the dish with the snake in it but still i was like this is did i use that same snake for then other drinks this the whole thing is just ugh. no but i was just like i'm gonna pass yeah. on this this is a little bit too okay. adventurous for me so yes the Tsukiji outer market is i really recommend it it's crowd like i said it's crowded so you're going to want to be prepared for crowds but i think it was totally worth it Another place we went, this was, okay, so the name of the street is Takeshita Street, and it's in the Harajuku area of Tokyo. It was so fun. Like, I was sending Molly pictures and videos of this street, and she was so jealous because she is a huge fan of Sanrio, which is like Hello Kitty and all those little characters. They had a Sanrio store. They have all these, you know, those machines where you like put a coin in and you twist the knob and then a little toy comes out. Mm -hmm. There were shops full of them, like hundreds of these machines. That would be so dangerous for. No, I told I was telling Ellen Olivia, I said, I am glad she's not here because I wouldn't have any money left by the time this trip is over because she would spend it all on these little toys. And then we would have nowhere to pack them because my suitcase was full. So. I was sending her these pictures and she said, when can we go to, J when can we go to Japan? When can we go back? And so she is very much on board the Japan train now. Um, while we were in that area, we went to a place called Cafe Reissue. They have an Instagram account if you want to check them out. 
they are really big on latte art, but it's not just the latte art that you think of. They make little animals and characters out of the foam and you can basically choose any character you want. You can bring, there were people there who had a picture of their dog and they made their dog out of the foam. You should have brought a picture of Sam. I know. You should have shown you a picture of Sam or Ruth. Shut up. I got Cinema Roll. I got Cinema Roll, who is one of the Sanrio characters. That's Molly's favorite Sanrio character. So I got that on my latte and took a picture and sent it to her. And then she was really mad at me. So because she wanted to be there. But if you aren't, if you're like Alex and Pam and you don't drink coffee or if you have kids, they also have hot chocolate that you can get the art on top of. And so I think it's such a fun, cute, like quintessential Japanese little cafe where they have, I feel like in Japan, they have all these really fun food and drink places. And so highly recommend that with kids or without like we were. And then we also did a day trip to Kamakura. Pam, I know you and Lee went there also. I loved it. It's about an hour via train outside of Tokyo. I booked an Airbnb experience, and I will link in the show notes the exact experience that we booked. Our guide's name was Masa, and he was incredible. So it was called a Kamakura History Walk. We got to go see the Great Buddha. I'm sure if you were to search Google Images, you would recognize the Great Buddha and Kamakura. We got to go to a bamboo forest and drink matcha. He taught us all about the differences between temples and shrines and how you, the certain ways you bow and clap at the different ones. It was just super informative. And it was a four hour long tour. I booked a private tour with him and it was, I think, $265 for all three of us total, which I feel like is a very reasonable price for a four hour private tour. So 100% recommend this tour and I recommend visiting Kamakura. It's a great It's a great little town. The last thing I want to recommend in Tokyo is this bar called Ben Fittich. It is in the top 50 bars in the world. Michelle from LAX to Luxury had posted in her stories about it. And I said, I have to go there. Um, Alex and Pam, I know the big drinkers that you both are. This is totally going on your list for next time you're in Japan. Uh, No, but yeah, they probably, I'm sure they can make you a really great mocktail um it's a super cute little bar you have to have a reservation there are only seats for about 14 or 15 people in there they do not have a menu you just tell them like i like drinks that taste like this and they just make you a cocktail from their mind and so very unique experience very fun olivia my stepdaughter was turning 20 on this trip and 20 is the legal drinking age in japan And so they were very excited to celebrate her birthday and make her a cocktail and all that stuff. So it was a fun, fun place. You know what you didn't do? And I want to know why. Didn't you go to sumo wrestling after all my talk about how I loved that so much? I actually think I did look into sumo wrestling, but it seems like it's not all the time. There's like they probably weren't they probably weren't having the um the events, but they always have training, which wouldn't okay, be as interesting as yeah, that wouldn't be as as great as the you know them actually fighting. It's hard because there was there was so much that I wanted to do, and I was trying to pack it all in, and 
yeah, I did look into going to that, but then there weren't any in Tokyo. They We would have had to go like really far away to go to it. So I'll do it next time. I okay. promise. That's it's, re- it's really fun. And even if you're not there when they're doing the actual um, challenges and stuff, then they you can go to the, where they do the just the training. So if someone's going to Japan, it's really interesting. So you have to do it next time. <laughs> so then we took, so we stayed at the Ambas Four Nights. We took the Shinkansen, also known as the bullet train, from Tokyo to Kyoto. That's about a two-hour ride. You're going to want to sit on the right side of the train if you want to see the amazing views of Mount Fuji, which I highly recommend if the weather cooperates. We took a cab from Kyoto Station to the Park Hyatt. Kyoto does not have an extensive train system the way that Tokyo does. So pretty much your options are taxis or taking the bus. It just takes a little bit longer to take the bus. And so we were like, with our luggage, we don't want to deal with that. So the taxi ride was around $15. Most of the taxis take credit cards. And so that's really nice. We stayed four nights at the Park Hyatt Kyoto. This hotel is amazing. Like, Pam, you need to go there. You need to go back to Japan, go to the Park Hyatt Kyoto. It is a Category 8 Hyatt, and so it is pricey. Standard nights are 40,000 points. Again, we lucked out with four off-peak nights, so they were 35,000 points each for a grand total of 140,000 Hyatt points and $0 for our four nights. I then redeemed a suite upgrade award to a park suite. With these rooms, technically they only sleep two adults and one child. And so I had to pay 10,000 yen per night, which is around $67 for the third adult in our room. If you have children 12 or younger, you would not have to pay anything. The cash rate for our suite was over $4,000 a night. I was more than happy to pay $67 a night for our third adult instead of getting a second room at this Hyatt. So some people might be wondering, when you went to go add the third adult or let them know you had a third adult, what was the process you went through to let them know, hey, we need to, so did you, and did you get a roll away? So apparently what was the room set up? So, okay, here's what I did. So I had originally booked the standard room for two adults because you can't book a standard room for three adults. So I had booked a standard room for two adults, contacted my concierge to apply my suite upgrade award, but I never added the third adult. (laughs) And so when we got there to check in, they just let me know. They just said we – but I knew that the suite could hold three adults because when I searched on the website, that came up as an option. Like when I searched for three adults, the park suite was an option. So I knew that three adults could fit in there. I just never updated my reservation. And so when we got there, they told me about the charge and I said, that's fine. And then they said, and we'll add a roll away to the room. So they added a roll away for her. Nice. So was it a king bed with a roll away? Yeah. So it was a king bed. And then the, like the living room area had a day bed, which I think if you have a like small child, they could fit on there. But Olivia's taller than I am. So she would not have fit on the day bed. So 
Yeah. So Ella and I slept in the King and then Olivia slept on the rollaway. And it was, I mean, the suite was huge. Like it was even with the rollaway in there, we were not in tight quarters. So, um, yeah. So just be aware. And like I said, they did charge us for one person for breakfast because they were a little bit more strict on the two adults and two children rule. And so I think it was around $35 or $40 each morning for her breakfast. But I was fine to pay that because $35 for three people to eat is still cheaper than if we had tried to go out ourselves. Um, So was the Park Hyatt your favorite of the two hotels or did you love them both or one? They're different because Tokyo is so – it's a huge city. You know, it's so lively and there's nightlife and the Onda – you know, the Ondas looks out on all the lit up – skyscrapers and buildings and the park at kyoto has 70 rooms and it's so chill like everything in kyoto closes at 6 p.m so if you are looking for nightlife which i am not but if you are looking for nightlife you should not stay in kyoto because it sounds perfect for all three of us yes but yeah so they're just super different like I like I loved the views at the Andas. I would say I would say I slightly preferred the breakfast at the Park Hyatt, but they were both really good. I liked the room better at the Park Hyatt. It was just bigger. It was a suite, so it was yeah. bigger. The bathroom was beautiful with like black marble all over it. We had two bathrooms, you know. So and there was like a little garden. It overlooked a little garden area, and so it's just very peaceful. You know, it's just like you walk in the room and you're like, I feel so relaxed. And Which like, is probably perfect after being in a big city. Yes. Being like, okay, now I'm like, it's more chill and just relaxed. And- yeah. So it was really nice to experience both. Like yeah. if I went back to Tokyo, I would 100% stay at the Andas. And if I went back to Kyoto, I would 100% stay at the Park Hyatt again. Um, And so the other nice thing is if you are a globalist, they have a champagne happy hour. Again, Alex and Pam, I know y'all are adding it to your list for this reason. They have a champagne happy hour in the lobby every night from five to six. And so it's just free flowing champagne. They will come fill up your glass as many times as you want. So um, that could be a selling point for some people. Um, They also have a fourth floor terrace with an amazing view to watch the sunset behind the pagoda it's just like picturesque traditional japanese like i was like i would i feel like i should take a picture and like print it on a postcard and that's like my japanese postcard so it's in a beautiful area and i i really liked it um a few things we did in kyoto the fushimi inari shrine is probably one of the most famous things there it's when you see the red tori gates from Kyoto, that's kind of what you think of, and that's at Fushimi Inari Shrine. We did a couple of, I've talked about this app before, it's called the Voice Map app. I will link it in the show notes. You can download walking tours of different cities all over the world. We did one in Italy. My husband and I did one in Italy. We did a couple in Kyoto, and they're a great way to learn more about the area that you're in. They only cost $7.99 each, and so super cheap. We just bring our AirPods and hook them up to one phone and, you know, got to know a little bit more about the area. And so we did one at Fushimi Inari Shrine, which was really interesting. Yeah, I'll give a second to recommendation for that app. It's really, really good. 
We used it in Split Croatia to do a tour of the city there. And yeah, it's so good. I loved it. Yeah. So we did one at Fushimi Inari Shrine, which I highly recommend. And we also did one in the Gion district of Kyoto, which is not far from the Park Kaya. We walked there. And so we did a walking tour there. And that is an area famous for the geishas and the maikos. And so we got to learn a little bit about the history of those. So highly recommend both of those voice map tours in Kyoto. We also went to Nishiki Market, which is similar to Tsukiji Market from Tokyo. It's just a little bit smaller, but similar sort of concept. Outdoor market, really great place to get food or desserts. We did a tea ceremony at a place called Camellia Flower Tea House. It's just a block away from the Park Hyatt. So we walked there and we added on a kimono experience. And so we got to go. They have a little kimono studio connected to the tea house. We got to go there. We got to choose our kimono and our bag and our hair accessories and our purse. And they dressed us. I feel like I was in Cinderella. You know when like in Cinderella all the mice like put her dress on her. That's what I felt like. Mono was gorgeous. Absolutely I loved gorgeous. it. And that's what I would have wanted to take home because it was so beautiful. The colors were amazing. I saw it and I was like, that's the one. That's it. And so they get you dressed. And in Japan, when you dress up in a kimono, it's a sign of it's almost like a sign of respect for them. Like you're respecting their culture and you're excited about their culture and you want to partake in it. And so that's the thing is it's sort of a traditional thing to wear a kimono to a tea ceremony. You buy, you do not have to, but it's a fun little add-on. Um, and so we went to the kimono studio. They dressed us up. We got We walked around and took some pictures. And then we went back to the tea house for the tea ceremony. And that was really cool too. It lasted around 40 to 45 minutes. We got to watch them make the tea and then we got to make the tea ourselves and drink it. And so highly, highly recommend a tea ceremony in Kyoto. We also did a day trip to Nara and Osaka. That's about an hour outside of Kyoto. Nara is famous for all the deer they have there. They have a Nara park and it is full of deer. And so it's a really cool place to walk around. Molly would have loved it. If you have kids, I highly recommend going there. And then Osaka is one of the food capitals of the world. And so if you're a foodie, Pam, I don't know. Well, actually, Pam, I had some really good tempura shrimp and rice in Osaka. So I think you would have been all about that. So yeah, we went to Osaka next and it kind of gave me more Tokyo vibes. Like it's very vibrant and lively city. So we walked around there, had dinner there, and then we headed back to the Park Hyatt. We also went to the Golden Pavilion one morning, and that is stunning and beautiful. And I highly recommend checking that out. We took a taxi there arranged by the Park Hyatt. I think that's the way to go because I don't even know if their bus is kind of far. I don't know if their buses go that far away. So all in all, an amazing trip. We did one more one more night in Tokyo at the Andas before flying home. Um, so that was another, I think, 25,000 points a night. So all in all, we saved a lot of money. Could never have afforded to stay at either of these places, especially the Park Hyatt in a 4,000 a night suite if I were paying cash. And so 
Like I said, I loved Tokyo and Kyoto. They're very different, but I'm glad I visited both and I would totally go back to both. They sound amazing. And I would wish we had gone to uh, Kyoto also, but ours was just kind of tacked on to a different trip. So that sounds amazing. So by combining American Express membership rewards, Capital One Venture Miles, and Hyatt Points, Jess was able to score a 10-day trip to Japan with her stepdaughters that would have cost her tens of thousands of dollars, and she only spent about $1,500. Are you ready to get started so that you can turn your bucket list dream into a reality? Sign up for our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling for Nearly Free. We'll include a link to register in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Mom Squad. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.